beauty and skincare is always a hot topic around here, and today I want to tell you about a new product line I've discovered that I think you will like, Exponent Beauty. Listeners of the show will receive 20% off their purchase. More details on that in a minute. Exponent Beauty is a skincare brand with a line of activated anti-aging serums that are clinically proven to reduce fine lines and wrinkles. The beauty of Exponent Beauty is their innovative form factor. The powders are activated with a quadruple hyaluronic acid serum in their patented precision-dosed dispenser. The packaging is gorgeous, and the dispenser itself is refillable, so it has also reduced plastic waste. Exponent Beauty's line of serums can be found in med spas and spas and dermatologists' office around the country. The line is dermatologist-recommended and clinically proven to reduce those fine lines and wrinkles, and to increase brightness and radiance, and to firm skin without irritation. No more expired or underutilized products with Exponent Beauty, just high-quality skincare with ingredients that work. Go to ExponentBeauty.com and use code TELL20 for 20% off a purchase of $100 or more. That's Exponent, E-X-P-O-N-E-N-T, Beauty, B-E-A-U-T-Y.com and use code TELL20, T-E-L-L, the numbers two zero for 20% off your purchase of $100 or more. stumble across someone on the internet who is sharing themselves in a very vulnerable or very unique way, you know that I take a lot of notice. And this is what happened when I found Danielle and Adam of Marriage and Martinis. Their podcast goes all the way there. They talk about their relationship and also just life in a way that I don't think I've heard anywhere else. They talk about struggles and sex and mental health and their past and their mistakes They really are sharing their stuff. So I loved talking with Danielle about the origin story of the Marriage and Martinis podcast and why they've chosen to share in this way and what it feels like on their side of it and how their audience and community has responded to their vulnerability. If you like our conversation, and I think you will, this is actually a two-parter and I am over on the Marriage and Martinis podcast talking about how and what I choose to share. So I do hope you'll go listen to that one as well. If you want to hear more from Danielle with her husband, Adam, search your podcast app for Marriage and Martinis or go to marriageandmartinis.com. Happy listening. Danielle, welcome to 10 Things to Tell You. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad that you're here. We already had a conversation for your show, Marriage and Martinis, and it was such a good conversation. I'm so glad we get to have another one here on 10 Things to Tell You, kind of talking about your story and talking about sharing yourself on the internet really publicly. But for my listeners who aren't familiar with Marriage and Martinis, your show, and and aren't familiar with you and your husband, can you give us just a brief intro kind of to what you do on the internet, what you do in the world, actually? 
Sure. Um, we started Marriage and Martinis uh, back in 2018, July 2018, in the midst sort of of a life crisis. <laughs> um, we were going through financial hardships, like really had hit rock bottom. Our marriage was, you know, sort of teetering on the edge. Um, my husband was going through a lot of stuff. He had just lost, lost his father and was taking over a, a big family business. And through all of this, I was sort of searching for something to grasp onto. Like, you know, someone who was sort of like, you're not alone. <clears throat> I'm going through it too. And I couldn't find anything. Like everything on the internet was sort of people putting it out there that you know, their, their spouse was their soulmate and, you know, their rock and which is great. And I'm sure in some cases it's true. I'm sure in some cases it was not true. Um, but you know, everything was either religious based or self-help. And I literally just wanted someone to be like, no, I have been in the gutter where you are. It's okay. And it won't be forever. And I couldn't find it. So one night when my husband and I were sort of like having a really deep, serious conversation, I sort of looked at him in the middle of it seriously, but I would have turned it into a joke had it been necessary and had he laughed in my face and was sort of like, we should start a podcast. And, you know, thinking either he was going to laugh in my face and it, and kind of almost hoping he would because, you know, then like we didn't have to start a podcast. But um, but he looked at me and was like, OK. And, you know, I almost like dropped to the floor and then I was sort of like, oh, my God, we don't know how to start a podcast. So we sort of, you know, we bought all the equipment. It sat on our dining room table for like four months while we just kind of walked back and forth like, oh, yeah, we're supposed to start that podcast. And then one day just took the leap and and did it. So you say that you weren't able to like find anyone sharing themselves like in the way that you were hoping, but were you talking about your struggles and stuff with your friends or real life people or your family or whatever? And I'm asking because I think it's an interesting choice to turn to the internet to share in like a dark time when it seems like maybe the more conventional choice is to turn to real life people. But I actually also have the tendency, like I also lean towards sharing publicly versus sharing in relationship or one-on-ones like I get it but I kind of want to hear what your thoughts are on it yeah I think anybody who looked in on our marriage except maybe you know my sister probably just my sister maybe a few best friends but just tidbits they probably knew probably thought that we had the perfect relationship the perfect life you know we spent a lot of money we were pretty showy at the time. We went out to dinner every week with, you know, tons of friends. You know, we we had a great time together. Even through all our madness and, and hard times, we still had a great time together. So no, for sure, I was probably doing what everybody else was doing, which was sort of masking all this bad stuff and making it look like my life was perfect. But I also think that, you know, I've always been like, a reader and um, I'm obsessed with movies and entertainment and everything. And so I guess I always go to those outlets, you know, to, to get some kind of release. And when you're in that kind of situation and you don't feel comfortable talking to somebody in your life, which I, which is, I think what 
has been such a blessing about marriage martinis is that that people have turned to us when they're not, you know, willing to go to people in their life yet. You know, so I th- I think that it's it's a nice baby step to sort of get that sort of it's okay and then be like, okay, other people are going through it too. I can get the help I need and, you know, and and I just couldn't find it. Yeah, you did that thing that they tell you to do, which is create what you needed. Like the podcast you needed to listen to, you just made it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If, you know, if the world doesn't offer what you, what you're looking for, then create it. How did people in your life react? Because you don't just share like generalities, like, so we're having some marital struggle. Mm-hmm. Like you share some really intense, intimate, like you get in there, like you share the real things. So how do people in your life respond to that? Yeah, for the most part, people have been incredibly supportive, Um, especially my family. My family has been really supportive and our friends too. You know, I I mean, our our good friends, it's sort of, Marriage of Martinez has really become like a part of our big part of our life in the fact that our friends listen to it and we talk about it and um, they, you know, they follow us on social media and it's become sort of this outlet in our own lives and in the people who, you know, who are around us lives that has become much bigger than I ever thought it would. Um, It's not just a podcast at all. I feel like it's sort of this whole kind of being like it's taken on a life of its own. And yeah, it's been really incredible. There are certainly, I mean, you know, there are certainly, I know people probably who live in my town and family members who I'm no longer close with and everything who I'm sure have listened to those episodes where we give the real dirty details just to listen and be like, oh, that's what's going on in their life, you know? And, you know, they look like they had it so good. And I'm sure there's a negative, you know, that there's negative reasons that they're listening. It's not for support, for gossip. And I think that's just life and certain people. But no, it's been really, it's, it's been really incredible. And I think also the fact that Adam and I, when we started it, we were sort of like, it's all or nothing. I'm not, we're not doing this. We're not hiding anything. We're not, we're either real or we're not real. And um, that meant all in. And when we say we go all in, like there are episodes where I literally, before I say something either sexual or finance related or whatever, that I know people in my family maybe don't want to hear or friends or like my third grade teacher, you know, I will give them like a warning, you know, like a five to 10 second warning, like skip fast forward, you know, because this is going to be like too much for you, but I still want to put it out there for everybody. When you were talking about like how it's sort of become bigger than just a podcast in your life and in your real life community and in your online community, I see that as you and Adam have become like a conduit. I mean, is conduit the right word here? You, you've become like an avenue for people to be able to say their own hard thing because you have said it, you've like done what I talk about. You've gone first. You've said like some really, really hard things. So their struggles in their marriage or in their mental health or any of their things, like they can, they can feel safe with you to say them, or they can feel safe maybe to say it to people with in their own life, because like you're teaching people how to do this, I feel like in the way that you share. So that's a way that the audience is changed by listening to you. But how do you think the sharing has changed you? 
I mean, you could answer this a hundred ways because I could answer this a hundred ways. Like, has the sharing, you know, has it taught you how to share better? Do you feel like you think about things in your life in a positive or negative way about how you're going to have to share it later? Does it keep you in a growth mindset? Like there's all the ways that we could think about how the sharing changes us. I don't even know what my answer would be. What's your answer? Yeah, I guess, I guess for the most part, you know, look, when it, when it boils down to it, there are two people that really, it matters what we think. And that's me and Adam, right? Like that's, you know, the fact that we're in it together and we certainly, our marriage certainly still has issues and we will forever. We're just, you know, two ever changing, evolving, passionate people who have our own, like each of us has our own stuff, but our marriage also is stronger than ever. And I fully think it was this podcast and, and not that I think that everybody needs to, to start a podcast and that's, what's going to save your marriage. But I think it was doing something that was just us, you know, in our life that, that I think people lose that we had lost that, you know, we even used to like play tennis you know, back in the day and love to do that. And we stopped because the kids needed to go to sports and the kids needed to go to dance and the kids. So all of that stuff that we, we just had stopped actually really like immersing ourselves, just the two of us in something other than like a Saturday date night. So the sharing for us just became like just part of our lives. And it almost became liberating. Like once we told everything it, and and we told our story ourselves, someone can't go now and tell our story. I mean, they weren't there. They can't tell. It's not like they have a different side of it. We already told it the true way, the hard way. And now it's out there. And like the people who love me, I know love me for me. Mm-hmm. And the people who don't, you know what? as I get older, my circle's becoming smaller and that's okay. But the sharing mostly has been positive. I mean, for sure. When I'm at a teacher conference, I'm like, did she listen to that podcast episode where we talk about, you know, the first time we did this or, you know, like there's definitely a little bit of that sometimes. Like, do people not take me seriously anymore? Because, you know, they've heard me talk about whatever sexual act it was I talked about. But for the most part, you know, it has just, it's been such a blessing to like learn how to just put it all out there and not edit, just like hit enter and put it out into the world. I mean, it's super scary and it's so liberating. Tell the listeners, like tell us a little bit, some of the things that you've talked about. They're not all like super juicy sexual things. Although listen, I fully appreciate hearing real couples talk about like real stuff. Like I fully appreciate that, but there's other really vulnerable things that you and Adam share. Like, can you give the listeners, if they haven't checked you out yet, some of the different topics that you guys cover that they might want to be like, Oh, I really need to hear someone talk about that. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that we talk about is the gray area of trust and betrayal because we didn't go through infidelity but we went through some, some, some shady stuff. Um, I think there's a lot of stuff that's like people talk about cheating, you know, you either cheat or you're, you know, or you're loyal, but there's this whole murky area in there that people don't talk about, you know, Adam never cheated on me, but we went through some pretty hard, rocky, like questionable stuff. 
that involves like the night of my 40th birthday and when we were at a hotel and you know I went back to the hotel after we had all gone out to dinner in New York City and Adam like left and met a bunch of friends and went to a strip club you know after my birthday like after my birthday party when I was like back at the hotel waiting for him and that's just one one story but you know just all this stuff that was sort of like wait a minute your partner isn't supposed to do that, you know, hiding financial stuff. Your partner isn't supposed to do that, you know, getting like leading me to believe finances weren't what they were leaving for days at a time, you know, just so that he could have time to himself because he thought he deserved it because he worked so hard. You know, me at the beginning of our relationship saying I wanted to stay at home, be a stay at home mom and never even like consulting him in that decision. All of these things that I think cause animosity and resentment, but people don't bring up because it's not cheating or it's, you know what I mean? And so there's all this other stuff that happens in marriage that I think people are led to believe. Like, I think for a long time, we both sort of thought like, well, if it's not cheating, then it's, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are lots of relationships out there who go through infidelity and it's so hard and it has its own horrible baggage and, you know, it's, it develops all kinds of issues and it takes a long time to build that trust back up. But there are also a lot of other issues in marriage that people just don't talk about. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we go into those areas and there's been quite a bit of that, um, you know, and, and a lot on his part and a lot on my part. So, you know, there's stuff that has really built up. With sunshine, outdoor activities, and so many fun things to do outside, it is impossible not to enjoy all of these good weather days up ahead. Of course, we all know that more sun and fun means more sweating, and yes, more odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi. Lumi is the first of its kind in the full-body deodorant world and is seriously safe to use on any and every part of your body. It was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how regular body odor was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. I especially love that Lumi deodorant is baking soda and paraben free. It is also pH balanced for safe use on all areas of your body. You can choose from a variety of fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, and toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like a mini body wash or deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code U at lumideodorant.com. That equates to 40% off your starter pack when you visit Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant, D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T, Dot com and use code U-Y-O-U. It's not every day that you find a product that you truly love and want to shout about from the rooftops. Well, friends, I have found something that I am genuinely excited to share with you today, and that is Born Shoes. Born Shoes are made with the best top quality leather with functional stitching and flexibility. They are lightweight, but they're also supportive. They are great for all casual occasions, extremely comfortable, and especially good for travel. The brand recently gifted me a pair of the Ithaca style sandals. Of course, they are beautiful. The footbed has extra foam for added comfort and with a slight heel for lift. I am positive that I could walk all over London in this pair of shoes, just like I did in my Born Sandals last summer. 
Born Shoes offers sandals, flats, boots, and heels in several styles and color choices. Take comfort in Born Shoes. Every season, they make high-quality shoes that feel as good as they look. With artistic touches, unparalleled craftsmanship, and exquisite materials, Born designs shoes to satisfy the demands of every lifestyle. Go to BornShoes.com for a 15% discount plus free ground shipping on all full-price shoes when you use my promo code TELL. That's Born, B-O-R-N, Shoes, S-H-O-E-S, dot com, and use promo code TELL, T-E-L-L, for 15% off and free shipping, available exclusively to our listeners for a limited time. Do you mostly rehash the past as a way of working through it and as and because, honestly, like you're creating a show that people are going to listen to? Or does talking about stuff that's happening in the present or like not long ago hold you accountable in some way? <laughs> Of like, now you're like, well, if this happens, we're going to, this is going to be public, like everything we do. And I, re- I realize that you're, you're choosing your content and you're choosing what to talk about, but because you talk about so much, I wonder if it is a, a if it is an accountability thing of like, this will be talked about publicly if I do this or say this or whatever. So this is a two-parter old stuff versus current stuff and how, how that kind of plays out. Right. Well, it's so funny because Adam jokes all the time on the podcast that, you know, he he's due for like to do something really stupid and terrible so that we can have, you know, another huge blow up episode like we've had before in the past. But our life is just it's so funny, like new stuff just presents itself all the time, even if it's not one of us getting angry at the other one or whatever. Our life is just you know, there's always some kind of chaotic thing going on. We're just, we are people who, I don't want to say we thrive on chaos, but we would never do well in a boring life. And so there's always new stuff going on. And, you know, there's even new stuff as our kids get older that has nothing to do with with it being about us or whatever. Like it's, everything has sort of evolved. I mean, our daughter is 15. She came out last year. She wanted to do a podcast episode about it. We talk, you know, we talk very openly about that on the podcast. She also um, has autism. So we talk about that on the podcast. You know, we, we have other family stuff that, you know, that we talk about. There's life is just such that maybe there's times when, life isn't as crazy, but for the most part, I mean, how often do we really sit back and are like, wow, things just feel really in the flow right now, like really easy, you know? I mean, then the pandemic happened. It just, there's always something. And and I think that's just life. And I think that's a life fully lived, you mm-hmm. know? I think that that is just what happens. When, and sometimes, sometimes, trust me, there are times when I'm like, I would love to have like a boring couple months or a few months where nothing happens, but that just isn't our life. This bonus episode is sponsored by Green Chef. One of the biggest struggles of adulthood is truly figuring out what to feed your family every single day. It is so easy to get stuck in a dinner rut, recycling the same old recipes week after week. That's why I'm excited about Green Chef. Green Chef is the first USDA certified organic meal kit company. They make eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every lifestyle. All of the ingredients are sourced at their peak freshness and they are also clean and high quality. 
Ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly portioned, and mostly prepped so you can spend less time stressing about dinner and more time enjoying your delicious meals. The recipes come with step-by-step instructions, chef's tips, and photos to guide you at every point. I love that they are a certified organic company. They work with farmers to source sustainable, delicious ingredients. And I currently have my eye on the coconut lime chicken with zesty rice and sautéed green beans. And my family made the Greek feta burgers, and they were kid-friendly, and everyone enjoyed them. Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh, another sponsor of the show. So with a wider array of meals to choose from, there's something for everyone. I love switching between brands, and now my listeners can enjoy both at a discount. Go to greenchef.com slash 90U and use code 90U to get $90 off, including free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash 90U, the number 90, then Y-O-U, and enter promo code 90U at checkout for $90 off and free shipping. Now that is a great deal. And now back to the show. With your daughter wanting to share, is that her natural tendency to, or do you think she like learned that you, you are modeling sharing Mm -hmm. in your home and on the show and everything? Like, do you think that that's a learned trait that she felt like, okay, now I want to be able to share this thing? Because I'm always curious. People are always asking me about like, if it's, because sharing comes natural to me and it doesn't to everyone. It has to be learned or it's like a much bigger leap for them. Whereas like it's sometimes it's not, it doesn't feel that vulnerable to me sometimes to say things where someone else like that would be like the confession of their life or whatever, you know? Of course. Yeah. I, um, a little bit of both. I mean, first of all, she has such an amazing support system, not just us, but I have friends who are like second moms to her and she's very close with her aunts. She's very close with her grandparents. Like she has an amazing support system. So she actually had a much harder time coming to us and saying that she wanted to get evaluated for autism. Um, That was something that she really wanted and needed. Um, And she came to us and that was sort of a much more of a, a process for her to be able to talk to us about that than coming out, but she felt like she had this platform, which was our podcast, you know, our Instagram and everything. And that she sort of felt like she had kind of this obligation to talk to parents. I mean, we reach so many parents and she came to us, you know, she came to us actually for like a year. And for about a year, I kept saying, you know, I still think you're too young. I, I, I'm afraid of, you know, you know how negative feedback can be and you just want to protect them from that. And, you know, as much as you're going to have the people who are super supportive, you're also going to have the people saying, oh, it's a sin and you can't, you know, how can you let your daughter blah, blah, blah. and I just didn't want any of that to touch her. But after a certain point, Adam sort of looked at me and he was like, we kind of have to let her do this. Like she really wants to. And she did. And I mean, it's, I think one of our top three most downloaded episodes, I mean, the, the feedback was just unbelievable. People were, I mean, there was not, maybe there were like a few negative comments on, in, on an Instagram post, but it was, it blew me away, you know, how supportive people were. Yeah. I think that she, I think all three of our kids are growing up really feeling like they can share, but at the same time I say that, but yet obviously there was something that, I, that, I wasn't giving her that she felt like she couldn't quite do that as easily with the autism. So that's something, you know, so as much as we still share and everything, there's obviously, there's always work to be done. There's 
you know, we had to sit down like and figure out what was that? Why couldn't she was, you know, what, what are we not doing as parents that made her feel like she couldn't just come and ask us, you know, so as much as you share and everything, it's all very complex and complicated. Yeah. I think every family has like their things where like, you can share freely about this, but not this. It's like subconscious. It's not, you know, necessarily that you speak those rules out loud because you would want to think that you can share anything, but there's these like undercurrents of like, but not this topic or, but not in this way or not this much or whatever. You know, we have these like both culture is telling us a message. And then also like our own family, our ingrained family rules, which I talk about family rules, some on this show. I want to talk a little bit with you about mental health, because I think this is a really important aspect of your story. And one of the things that, that you share about openly it, do you want to talk about sort of just your mental health and how Adam has responded to that and sort of that dynamic? Sure. Yeah. I suffer from obsessive compulsive disorder and anxiety, which, you know, it's kind of like a package deal. I was diagnosed with OCD when I was 19. I've been on medication ever since. And when I, uh, you know, I, it was pretty well regulated and I had been in therapy and, you know, it was, everything was okay, you know, except for like flare ups here and there. And then when I was going to, when Adam and I were about to start to try to have a baby when I was about 26, my doctor basically said to me, well, if you're going to start trying, then you need to go off your medicine. So, and when I was 26, you know, this was 16 years, I, some kind of math. (laughs) I didn't check into it. Like, I was just like, okay, this is my doctor. This is what he's saying. I want to be a good girl. I want to be a good mom. This is what I'm doing. Not realizing at the time, like, wait a minute, this might not be the right doctor for me, or I should go like, I had no idea. So I, Mm -hmm. I went off my meds pretty much cold Turkey. I got pregnant pretty fast. And then I just spiraled out of control, like to the point where I had to move out of the house, living with Adam and move in with my parents and was like on the verge of being institutionalized. But my, my parents really like nursed me kind of, I mean, it was, I wouldn't eat. I wasn't sleeping. Um, and I was pregnant. I mean, I was having a baby and my, you know, that was another time when our marriage was really suffering and Adam, you know, didn't know how to handle it. And so yeah, for about six months, I lived with my parents and it was, I mean, by far the darkest time ever in my life. Now I look back and not that I'm grateful for what I went through, that might be the, the wrong choice, but I know that that has a lot to do with the fact that I'm so able to share and so able to be open and everything. Because I think after that, after going through something like that, like every day that you don't feel that pain and that, that isolation, you, you have gratitude in a way in your life that I think people who don't go through something like that, maybe don't have the same way. Mm. I mean, you know, I wake up sometimes and like, if I go through the day and, you know, I haven't had to count anything or I haven't had to touch something, uh, you know, a, a certain way or anything, like I get into bed and I'm like, oh my God, like, I can't believe I get that I got to have a day like that. 
So I think your whole perception of the world and in what is important and what's not changes after you go through something like that. But, you know, after that we did, we went to therapy together so that Adam could learn more about it. And I went to therapy. I went out back on medicine. My second and my third pregnancies were much better, but it was really, really dark time. Mm -hmm. Tell me how it plays out in your forties. OCD or all of it. Just like, I really want people to be, I mean, I know you and I can talk freely about it all day, but when people listen to us talk about it, to know that it looks like this in marriage, or it looks like this in your body. Like I try to share on social media when I'm having some anxiety, which I'm actually having today, we're fine. But I try to sometimes say like, this is exactly what it feels like to me. This is what my body is doing. This is what my brain is doing. Like, I just try to be really specific about it because there's still a lot of people in America who have never heard it talked about like this. They grew up with it being a taboo. They grew up thinking that depression only meant that you couldn't get out of bed. And that's like the only definition of depression. And if you can get out of bed, then you're fine. Or they, they grew up with all kinds of ideas of like what therapy is, what medication is, you know, if, if it's a burden on a family member or if it's uh, all, all these things. And so I just feel like people being really specific about like, this is how it looks for me right now when I'm in a flare or when I'm healthy or when things are great or in my marriage. Like, I don't know. I just like when people like you who are willing to share about their mental health experiences I want like every detail, sort of how you were saying at the beginning that you were like seeking out other people being honest about marriage or honest about hard times. I seek out people who are really specifically honest about what a bad mental health day looks like for them or what a good mental health day looks like in contrast, sort of what you just said, because specifics here are, I just think they're important. Yeah. I think that certainly like I, I, you get, to, I think you get to a point when you've been, first of all, I've been, you know, I'm on medicine and we've done so much playing with the medicine and the, you know, getting the right dosage and everything that I definitely am at probably the best I'm ever going to be, which is still shaky. I mean, it morphs for me, anxiety. Like I am, I always said like I'm the MVP when it comes to OCD because I can forget about one thing and then something within two seconds just takes its place. Y'all know that I love to play games on my phone to unwind, and I am always looking for a new one to download. And I recently ran across Two Dots, and I want to tell you about it. Two Dots is a free-to-download puzzle-based game that involves connecting dots through relaxing puzzles while unlocking levels and collecting prizes along the way. There are different gameplay modes to make the experience unique and exciting with every single puzzle. There are over 5,000 distinct puzzles with various power-ups and special dots ready to earn as you move through the levels. The in-app music and visually stimulating interface provide a soothing experience when you just want to relax and unwind. Not only is Two Dots free to download, but it can also be played without internet connection. So playing on the go offline is a breeze. And if you don't want to play alone, you can challenge your friends on Facebook, as well as connect with the larger Two Dots community for even more engagement. If you're looking for the perfect game to help you relax, but also keep you engaged, download Two Dots for free on Android and iOS. 
And so, you know, it, it certainly looks like sleepless nights. It looks like sometimes I'll be asking something like to Adam, you know, about, do you think this is going to happen? Or do you think that's going to happen? Thinking it's completely normal. And he'll look at me and he'll be like, you do realize that what you're asking is completely like off, you know, like doesn't make any sense and is never going to happen. And, and I'll be like, oh, okay. So, all right. So I kind of have to realign and be like, okay, that's, that came from OCD and I can sort of identify it now, but I sleep a lot. Um, That's sort of my go-to is for me is sleep because I think I am so exhausted mentally all the time that sleep has really been like, I'm very open about it too. You know, I'll say to my kids, especially when they're home with virtual school and everything, I'll say to them, I am going upstairs to nap for a half hour. And that's just what I have to do. Like, you know, and sometimes I'll say to myself, like, oh my God, I just got up. Do I really need to lay down again? I'm sort of like, all right, well, it is what it is. I mean, I, you know, I have to be able to function when I'm actually awake. So I know certain things about myself. I know that doing two big things in one day is going to put me out for a week. Mm. So I know I have to be very, very honest with people like, you know, I'm sorry, you know, we already have a plan that weekend, not like to some people will be like, oh, we already have plans that night. I'm like, no, that weekend we already, I really need to think about my exhaustion because that is really how it plays out for me because my mind is always going and it wears on me so heavily. I'm so glad you said that about sleep. And I also, I don't sleep a lot anymore, but in the worst times of my life, I did. And not, not in, um, in depression. It's like sort of hard to talk about because it, because it has these stereotypes that I'm trying to not apply it to. So I'm so glad you said that. I also have to be really aware of my schedule, like two big things in a day because I need a lot of transition time, like a lot of transition time. Like if I am going to do two things in a day and two sort of big things in a day and look, life happens, sometimes you have to, I can't do, if I do them back to back, I will melt down like a toddler. Like I can't, I literally have to put hours in between them because it takes me that long to not even reset is not even totally the right word, but just to recover from one and gear up for the other. I just need like a lot of transition time. And I feel like in motherhood, I don't know if you got this message. I was okay about managing all of that as a younger person, as a younger working person, as a college student. When you become a mom, all of those messages like don't apply anymore. Like, oh, you need a lot of transition time. Well, too bad. You're a mom now. Or like, oh, you need a lot of sleep. Well, that's not a thing that happens in motherhood. So too bad. Like you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't manage your mental health and with boundaries and with, you know, all of the coping skills that you have learned or created too bad now. And that was really hard for me for a long time because I, I, those are words I was speaking to myself even of like, no, you don't get to have transition time. This is life and you have to do this and then you have to do this. And that's the schedule for the day. Only when my kids were a little bit older out of the baby years. And when I started to get sort of like healthier in general, did I allow myself to 
build in transition time or take a nap, like you're saying, or say no to people, even just to be like, you know, I, I understand some of these things we're talking about are luxuries and in, in certain schedules and whatever. Not everyone is able to do this with their day, but being able to say, no, I can't. I already have something this weekend. I have one thing this weekend and that's like mm-hmm. my max capacity. Yeah. You know, when Adam and I were first married for, I mean, I would say probably for the first like five or six years, I would, and I would sleep. He just thought I was lazy. He would just Mm -hmm. be, you know, he grew up in a household where everybody is go, go, go all the time. You know, his mom can kind of do it all, you know, work full time and come home and cook and clean and all that stuff. That is not me. I do not have those same capacities. Whereas I think that there are certain things that I do that his mom can't do. So, you know, it's all, everybody's different, but he literally would like get really upset with me and really annoyed at what, that I was sleep a lot. And, you know, and I understand how that can be annoying, but I also was able to do things we needed to do. And I, I knew on the other hand, what I had to do to take care of myself. And it really wasn't until I would say probably like, I mean, I don't know, even five years ago, maybe even less that he really got it, you know, that he really was like, oh, the same way that I need alone time and for everybody to leave me alone. And I need to like go out to dinner by myself once in a while with nobody talking to me and nobody, this is her way of kind of, you know, building her energy back up. And it really wasn't until he went through his own mental health stuff and anxiety, you know, around the time that his dad was sick and everything that he was sort of like, okay, now I get it. You know, now I sort of, but, but I do think it's seen as laziness when, when that's, not what it is at all. I mean, it's, it's, it is, it's, it's for, it's medicine, it's self-care, it's Mm -hmm. therapy, it's whatever you need to keep yourself going and from like falling off the edge. And that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm maintaining, I'm doing it for myself, but I'm doing it for everyone around me too. Yeah. I think that's why or how Jeff has understood it to be real or whatever is that last part you said of doing it for everyone else around you. Because I just got to a point where if I wasn't taking care of myself and I would just go, 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 like he, he always had to deal with the fallout because I would melt down or I would take a week. I would have a really bad week after a really busy week. Or um, I would cry before bed or I, I mean, like all these things where he would have to deal with or minimum observe, you know, maximum have to like go all in and be the primary parent or whatever to, to deal with what happened after if I didn't maintain it. So it was like better for our whole family. If we were invested in picking up one another slack, he has to do it for some of my mental health. I have to do it for him for work. He's a workaholic. He, I'm constantly having to pick up a parenthood slack not constantly. It's been a pandemic, but I mean, like in a big picture way, I'm often having to step in and being a primary parent because of his work schedule. Well, sometimes he has to step in and be the primary parent because I am not doing well and, and have to go to bed. I also want to talk about your, the the community that you've built up around marriage and martinis and how they have looked to you for their own like marriage, um, I don't know, what do you want to say? Like marriage helpers, like the things that you provide for for other marriages to connect and that kind of thing. Do you want to talk about your your ebook that you put out and what and it came from what? 
Yeah, we, we, um, you know, we've been doing the podcast now for like two and a half years. And over the course of that time, we have, I mean, we've spoken more in the last two and a half years than we did for 18 years before that. I mean, it's crazy. And, and we're having these conversations that we, I only wish other couples would have. And, and now we're having them in a way we've really learned. I mean, if you listen to the evolution of the podcast and you start from the first episode and you, you, know, you listen all the way to, I don't know, what is that now? 170 or something. You see the evolution of how we communicate. And that is just practice. That is full on practice. And with each episode, like you would think people say to me, like, how do you guys even have anything to talk about anymore? <laughs> and like sometimes we'll go to dinner and be like, I, yeah, we got nothing. <laughs> but for the most part for the podcast, like every single week, I find myself on an episode being like, really? I didn't know that about you. You know, I think we, we figure that after a certain amount of time, we've learned it all, right? There's nothing else to learn. But that is so not the case. And I think that sort of is what happens is that we're always sort of relearning about the other person because we're not static. We're always like ever changing, ever evolving, hopefully. And so about a year and a half ago, we started in our emails, putting some of the questions that we would ask each other in the podcast episodes, you know, into the email. And I mean, when I tell you that thousands of people every week would like flock to get the questions, I mean, it was awesome. Like people were starting to have, you know, we were getting messages every week, like, oh my God, we just had the most amazing conversation that we've ever had in our relationship, or we had the best sex tonight because we had the most amazing connection, or we were getting like all of these messages. But the one thing that people were saying is like, you know, sometimes during a week we would put out an episode like let's say about finances, and they'd be like, well, that's not really my struggle right now. You know, I want to talk about something else. So we took, we've taken like 12 of our favorite topics, you know, and, and our listeners' favorite topics, put them in an ebook, sort of taught like a, as an icebreaker for each topic, talked a little bit about or written a little bit about how it has, you know, applied to us given like six to 10 questions to take out to dinner or to sit in the morning with your coffee or like whenever you guys communicate best to talk about them. And then like bonding challenges for, you know, that sort of do that you can, you know, just like fun little things that you have to kind of get silly back into your like seventh grade collage making self. And, you know, I'm really, really excited about it. The response so far, it's a pre-order right now. This response has been incredible. And I mean, and it, it works like, you know, Emily, I don't know if you ever listened to the podcast Sex with Emily. It's like one of my favorite podcasts, but she always says communication is lubrication. And like, I fully believe that not just from a sexual standpoint, just everything is easier. Everything just is smoother and flows more freely. And life just feels happier when you're constantly like showing interest in each other and figuring out things and remembering that you're a team and so that's why, you know, we're sort of like, we want everybody to do what we've done with maybe, you know, you obviously don't feel comfortable putting it out to hundreds of thousands of people. That's fine, but do it, do it together, do it in your living room, you know, do it at a restaurant with three other couples. We've done that a couple of times and that's been super fun, but it just is a way for people to like, you know, sometimes you sit at dinner and you're sort of like, how was your day? How was your day? And you get home at the end of the night and you're sort of like, we got nothing accomplished. And now we're not going to talk for another seven days or 14 days or 21 days. How what? Cause our schedules are crazy. And like, there was stuff I wish we had talked about. 
And so this is sort of that, a check-in every week, kind of. Where can they get the, um, the ebook with these questions? Yes. Yeah, so you can order it on our website, marriagemartinis.com. If you go on there, you'll see the link to the date night questions ebook. It's really fun. And um, when we were writing it, I was sort of like, I so wish I had had this even when we were dating. Like I just, we never talked about the, like the stuff we should have been talking about ever. Plus there's like a lot of fun, you know, game questions and that kind of thing. Like it's not all heavy. There's a lot of fun stuff too. Cool. That's so fun. Well, thank you for coming on 10 Things to Tell You and just like sharing about your show, your marriage, your ebook, mental health, and like all the things, because I really just admire that you guys are talking about this stuff that most people aren't. And, you know, I'm all about sharing. And so <laughs> finding other sharers is like a boon for me, basically. <laughs> Definitely. I agree. I agree. I no longer want to, I I always say I no longer want to be in spaces where I feel like people are not willing to be vulnerable and to share because like we've only got so much time. And so I totally love what you're doing too. And I loved your book. Like for real, I loved your book. You're so so um, It's sitting right on our bookshelf in our family room. So yeah. So thank you so much for having me. And then, so the show is called Marriage and Martinis, of course, but if they wanted to follow you on social and, and check everything out, should they go to marriageandmartinis.com? We'll have all of that stuff. Yeah. Or you can just follow us on our, our main platform is Instagram. And, you know, it's just like, a lot of fun, funny stuff, very light most of the time, but we also share some of the heavier stuff and our stories are kind of famous. Like people always check our, our stories because we would do some fun, crazy stuff on there. I love it so much. I'll tag this and have it in the show notes as well. So everyone will be able to find you. Thanks again so much, Danielle. I really loved our conversation. Thank you so much. Me too. Just listen to the 10 Things to Tell You podcast. You can find the show notes and subscribe to episode emails at 10thingstotellyou.com slash podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 10 Things to Tell You. Remember, this is an interactive podcast. I have 10 things to tell you, and you have 10 things to tell. So take this topic to your journal or a friend or post on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. These episodes are meant to bring connection with others and ourselves and spark better conversations. Thanks for listening. Now go share something.